Hello, and welcome to Chat for a Change, a podcast that interviews changemakers from around the globe. I'm your host, Delilah Sitchmiller, and today we'll be interviewing Aisha Akarede. Hi, Aisha. Um, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, can you first start and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, so my name is Aisha Akarede. I am 24 years old. I am also the current Miss Universe Ireland. I have an undergraduate degree in law and a master's degree in international corporate governance. So I kind of started off by doing a master's in international business law, but then I decided to specialize on corporate governance when I kind of started seeing the correlation between business and human rights. Um, I'm a very big human rights advocate and I'm also a public speaker, keynote speaker, and I'm trying to get more into that this year as well into focusing on the speaking. And I also run a women's empowerment and social justice initiative called Reclound Ireland, where I raise awareness on social issues and mainly affecting women in Ireland, but also worldwide. And Recently, I founded my own um, kind, what's, what would I call it, a little pageant coaching business to help young women in Ireland who want to get into pageantry um, be coached because it's not something that's very big in Ireland and in Europe in general. So that's a little bit about me. That's amazing. I was actually going to ask you about your degree. So how are you planning to connect the fact that you're a human rights activist with the degree you've been able to obtain? Um, I'm grateful to be able to say that I have been able to connect them already through um, the work I do with Recrowned Ireland. So it has been a huge part of kind of a lot of the topics that we do focus on. And it helps a lot with the research. When it comes to law, it's all about researching all the time. And with different social issues that we are tackling, it does take a lot of research. Um, to be able to understand the reasons why, why there hasn't been change and what we can do to be able to contribute to it. And we do work a lot on, a lot, a lot on kind of the legal aspects of social issues too. So we do see if there's any way that we can invoke policy changes in any way, shape or form. I have an environmental, um law PhD girl I don't know how to say what she really does but um she's my best friend as well and she's doing her PhD in environmental law and she loves to look at the sustainability aspects of everything that we do as well so yeah and you've talked a little bit about um your program Recrowned Ireland can you tell me about how that really started what made you want to make that change Yes, so when I was 18, 19, I kind of wanted a big sister. I do have a big sister, but she moved out of Ireland when I was only 13. But I felt like we kind of needed a community in Ireland where we all kind of needed a big sister or a community where we can come to each other for anything that specifically affects us. So originally, Recrowned Ireland was a women's empowerment initiative for black women in Ireland and it was just supposed to be a sisterhood for us to be able to talk about things that specifically affect us health-wise but then after a while I started realizing that this affects everyone not just black women in Ireland 
not just black women in Ireland. So we started allowing more people into the organizations. And I'm grateful that it started off that way as well, because I was able to know that it's okay to be able to adapt what you want to start, no matter what it is. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. I just saw that there was a gap, that there weren't really people in Ireland doing that. And it's, so it started off with just mainly being events. And then as time went on, we started fundraising for different things, such as sexual violence, because we know that's something that too many women have unfortunately been um, the survivors of, as well as period poverty and way more. This year we're focusing on health, but it's 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 weird to say that it's been six years but it's amazing to see that how much we've done within those six years to be able to adapt to be able to say that we've worked on so much as opposed to just focusing on issues specifically affecting black women at the beginning so that's amazing that's very impressive and you recently on uh, the Instagram announced your Let's Walk and Talk sessions. Can you talk more about that? That's really interesting. Of course. Our Let's Walk and Talk sessions are essentially, everyone likes to think of them as therapy, but they're not therapy. I'm not a therapist. I don't think I'd be able to study psychology in school. <laughs> I'm strictly law-based, but um, essentially it's just a safe space because Recon Ireland is known as a safe space for women to feel comfortable, confident and aware. And it's essentially just a safe space where women can come together and speak about anything that's on their mind without ever feeling judged and just able to be heard in general. Um, so I was trying to think of a way to do this without it being this strict therapy sessions. And it it kind of fell into my lap I didn't actually plan it per se and um, in my hometown I live in a town called Leakship it's a small town and um, everyone basically knows every single person there um, and my, in my old school some parents from that school would just contact me and be like oh my daughter is feeling this type of way I can't really get anything out of her do you mind like going on a walk with her and I'll be like yeah, sure. So I'll be going on walks with like 14-year-old girls at like when I was 20, 21, 20, obviously I'm 24 now. And um, but I've been going on walks with these um girls from my secondary school and they'll just open up to me after a while. And then from there I'll figure out, okay, what can I do? Or is this something I can talk to her parents about? Or it's something that the school can help with, or is this something that I personally can help with? And usually at the age of 14, our issues, we all understand it. I know exactly what I was struggling with when I was 14 so it's something that I can relate to and something that I can help or support somebody who is going through something that I personally can relate to and if I it's not something I can relate to there's always somebody that you know that can relate to it that you can steer them in that direction so that's essentially what the let's walk and talk sessions are but then there are still also people who unfortunately are not in the same vicinity as so those are people who would text recrowned Ireland or text me personally and say hey Aisha I'm kind of going through something can we talk about it and I'm like yeah sure let's get on a call and I've made so many friends over the years um but unfortunately it kind of showed me a lot how many women are unfortunately the survivors of sexual violence which is why it's a major part of what we do in recrowned Ireland is 
raising awareness on the reason why women don't report because it's something that I hear a lot all the time um but yeah so that's the let's walk and talk sessions and let's talk sessions it's just something that essentially fell into my lap I, I I always say it's a blessing from God I don't know if you're religious but I always say it's a blessing from God and I feel like it's my calling that people are very comfortable with coming to speak to me um it just happens and I'm grateful that people I'm grateful that I have that relationship with a lot of women and men as well who feel comfortable to come and talk to me about their mental health issues or even just if they need a listening ear. Yeah, that's great that you've been able to then use that blessing, yeah, to further change. And so how can like the average person get involved with women empowerment and social justice? How can men get involved? Because that's also um, a tough idea is that men supporting women empowerment, you know? Yes, it's it's interesting because I've noticed now a lot of the time nowadays, a lot of men are very much women's empowerment and social justice warriors like us. Um, they just sometimes don't know how to get involved. But even in a lot of a lot of the events that I go to in Ireland, there's always a lot of men there to support women as well. And um a lot and a lot of my male friends currently are all raising awareness a lot on men's mental health as well. So I just think we just need to open up, help them as well, support them to open up spaces where they know that they are allowed or they know that they can comfortably be involved in these um, events or fundraisers or anything that we do decide to do, number one. But um. In terms of how the average person can get into it, I just think just anything you think that you can contribute in any way, shape or form, whether it's, oh, like I want, I think this is an important thing to raise awareness on. How can I do it? Those little things make such a huge difference. And I can say that from experience because I had, the reason that we had started our period poverty campaign was because we got a message from an average person and a random girl just texted us and said, I think you guys should raise awareness on period poverty. And I was like, what is that? I had no clue what it was. I was like, I've never even heard of this in my life. And I Googled it and I'm like, no, I have no, like I was still not able to comprehend exactly what it was because I, I just personally, yeah, I have experienced it, but I didn't realize that I had experienced it in that way. Um, and I'm blessed to have also gotten a scholarship from the Ideas Collective in Stanford, the Ideas Collective in Stan.ie to be able to learn more about period poverty. And we also got funding from them as well for that campaign. But it's just the little things like that, like, hey, I think this is an important social issue that needs to be spoken about. Can you raise awareness on this? And we ended up raising awareness on it for two years in a row because of how important we thought it was. So I just think little things like that, any little thing that anybody can think of, just do it, you know? And no one should ever feel that they're not good enough to do something or they are not qualified enough to raise awareness on something because as I just mentioned I had no clue what it was and I was able to provide period products to loads of people in Dublin and in and in Zimbabwe um so yeah that's what I'd say to that <laughs> that's amazing that is really amazing and okay so you are Miss Ireland Universe that's phenomenal congratulations first of all 
And the second thing is, how has that been, you know, being a role model for young women and also men and using it to further this change you've been able to make with Recrowned Ireland? It's been a dream come true. And um, when I first got into pageantry, I had I was just 18 and I had no clue what it was. I didn't know anything about pageantry and I didn't know anything about like I knew about social justice, but I didn't know that a lay person could wake up and say, I want to fight or against issues that are facing people in this world. You know, I didn't know that that was a thing that anybody can just wake up and do. And um, so, yeah, when I first got into pageantry, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't really, I just kind of did it to learn about myself at that time. Um, and that's what ended up bringing me into wanting to evoke change in this world. Um, and obviously, having the title of Miss Universe Ireland has furthered that. It's gotten me into spaces where... I can actually speak my mind or I can actually help other people to understand what not only women in Ireland are going through, but also black women in Ireland are going through, ethnic minorities in Ireland are going through. And it's something that's very important, especially now after kind of those riots that happened last month in Dublin um, about the lack of understanding of foreigners, essentially. And I think it's important to be able to be in this position as a black woman in general, but also as also as someone who generally wants to truly, truly wants to see change happen in Ireland and see people be more understanding of what women are going through in Ireland. And I'm just grateful to be in this position. And I don't know how to explain it, but even just every day, like when I see a young girl who looks up to me, a young black girl in Ireland who looks up to me and is like, oh, I want to wear my natural hair out because you're wearing your natural hair out. It's just all those little things that just, it's those little things that I know that I'm probably not seeing on a daily basis, but it is really impacting the lives of women. And it's something that I didn't have growing up. I didn't have a... Uh, a black woman to look up to when I was you know four six eight ten and so yeah so it's just those things that that make you really grateful for the position and also the hard work that you put in over the years as well so yeah yeah that's 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 great and at Miss Universe you actually for your costume I believe it's called your costume is that right um mm -hmm. you wore an entirely plastic uh dress I want to say or outfit um can you explain more about what empowered you to do that and how it was made <laughs> so for the national costume competition I wore a designed by Claire Gary designer and it looks like a dress but it wasn't a dress it was actually five pieces so first I had to put on the leggings I remember I had a specific like on Miss at Miss Universe I had a checklist of what order to put everything on because it was so big it came in two big suitcases so first it was leggings then I had to put on the shoes then after the shoes, I had to put on the corset. Then after the corset, I had to put on the skirt kind of thing. And after the skirt, it was a big train. And after the train, it was the hat. And after the hat, it was the gloves. 
it was huge. And the fact that something that big was all made from recycled plastics and reclaimed wool is just phenomenal. And um, what inspired me to do it was my directors, honestly. They told me that they really want to embody the goddess Cleana of the Irish Sea. She protects the Irish waters and she's based down in County Cork. And um, she's also a goddess of um, the Banshees or something as well. She has a lot of titles. <laughs> yeah. um, but she's amazing, honestly. She's known as a goddess of love, healing, so many different um, facets to her. But she is someone that people in Ireland would know of. And um, she's the Celtic goddess. And she, we kind of wanted to show her in a light where she is protecting the Irish seas by essentially cleansing it from the water, cleansing the plastic from the waters. And just to leave a message out there to the world that this is what we can do with plastic. First of all, re recycle your plastic, please, please separate your plastics. We In Ireland, I think we're very good at that anyway. We have our green bins and our brown bins and our black bins for the different bins. But um, also just, I feel like it just showcased the importance of raising awareness for climate change in general. And as someone who is big on sustainability in general, um, I, as soon as I heard that that was our message, I embodied it straight away. It's because I feel like it embodied me in a kind of way. Um, so yeah, that's essentially the whole thing about the costume. My directors had already um, chosen the idea and Claire had already kind of sat down with me and designed it and it was absolutely stunning. I let her have complete creative um. I don't know what it's called, but she was amazing. And then I just wanted to be able to embody it in the way that they saw me being able to do so. And I'm grateful that so many people were very in awe of the design and of the message behind it. And I just hope that we'll be able to continue to spread, to spread that type of message to the world, that plastic is not only something that should be thrown in the rubbish bin and a plastic, just even just the message of how serious the climate crisis is and how 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 much more needs to be done and that's I'm grateful that I've been able to raise awareness in that aspect and I hope that future queens and future people in general will be able to create amazing things and it's something that we do see anyway and I'm not sure if you've heard of junk couture it's it, yeah it's in Ireland it's it's a it's a lot of people use recycled um pins in Ireland from the ages of I think 12 to 19 and um, to make amazing fashion pieces and fashion design so it's a very common pin in Ireland that we've been introduced to since we were beginning secondary school and I'm happy that I I did I never got to do junk couture in school. So this was kind of my way of doing junk couture. And I'm really grateful to have been able to experience that. Yeah, and I can say that you looked gorgeous and powerful in all of your phases of competition, <laughs> but in that one you really shined because you could tell that like you were telling a story, you were making change on that stage. Thank um, you. Yeah. And final question, do you have any words of advice for future change makers like yourself? Definitely, I have words of advice. I believe that 
it's not I okay for me it's not the okay let me just explain from Jack in general <laughs> so growing up I was very big on this quote by Elizabeth Marvel and it was if you can see it you can be it so for me I thought that if I could see somebody doing something or somebody that looked like me doing something or someone that I looked up to doing something I can be like that person but I've decided that I don't like that quote anymore I believe in the quote and I will always believe in the quote, but I believe the quote should be, should read, if you can dream it, you can be it. If you see yourself being able to evoke change in this world, you can do it. If you even have an ounce of a want to do so, then what's stopping you? Everyone needs to realize that even if it's just a, a little bit of change that you make, even if it's just one person's life that you can impact that's enough so that one can go on and impact two that two can go on and impact 200 you never know but you just need to be willing to be able to do that so that's the word of advice that I have for future change makers is if you can dream it you can be it that that's great words of advice that's yeah amazing so thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been so nice speaking to you it's been so nice speaking to you too delilah aisha is just one of many change makers to be featured on the chat for a change podcast stay tuned to learn about the change makers of today and how you can become a change maker of tomorrow